welcome, welcome, welcome to the 360 Diaspora Experience Podcast, where we talk about family, faith, and finance for diaspora people and everyone in between. This is a show where we help you build mindset for legacy for your family. My name is KG Ogunleye, and today I'm talking to an author, a business woman, maybe I shouldn't call you a woman, right? And a college student all wrapped in one. So, Chelsea, introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Chelsea Adenuba. I'm an 18-year-old college student at the University of Pittsburgh. I'm currently majoring in healthcare administration and finance, and I'm really excited to be on here. As stated earlier, I do have my own business called Chelsea Designs, where I sell a variety of products. And I've written and published two books before graduating high school. All right. Chelsea, at 18 years old, you are already a publisher, published two books, have a business going, and you just finished your freshman in college. And you're first-generation American, right? That means your parents are from Nigeria, correct? Yes. Okay. But you were born here, right? Yes. You're American, and right? But you don't want to hear that at home. Yeah, Nigerian. Is that what we say? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So, Chelsea, how did this happen? In high school, you wrote two books before you graduated from high school. Graduated from high school, you ran a business, and you're a freshman in college. How did all? How were you able to achieve this when you were in high school? So during high school. I've always been kind of an overachiever, so I skipped the grade earlier. So I was always ahead of my peers. Like, I was always a year ahead. So mm-hmm. there's some things that I wanted to do. You know, I've seen people start businesses, and I always knew I loved to sew. So that really motivated me to start one, especially since my sister had asked for a sewing machine for Christmas um, a couple years back before I started when I was um, around 15, 16, and she never used mm-hmm. it. So I decided mm-hmm. to you know, teach myself how to sew. So that really motivated me. And, you know, I had the approval of my parents, you know. Uh, I yes. was looking at what to start for cheap. I only bought mm-hmm. one piece of fabric for $9. And it pretty much went from there. That just what mo- motivated me to start. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. But you just said something that is very, very important. You have the support and backing of your parents. Yes. Right. So did they invest in your business? Yes, when it first started, they did. Although the way that I was starting everything, it wasn't really much to invest in. Like I already had a sewing machine, the $9 piece of fabric, my dad bought that. Um, When I had to get a website, my dad also bought that. And then from there, it's pretty much, my mom would help me buy some fabrics, but later down the line, when I started to make a good amount, I was able mm-hmm. to, you know, buy the fabrics myself, you know, to refund, to make sure the business continued. Oh, okay. okay. But this was when you were in high school, right? What grade was that? I started my sophomore year just sewing for fun. And then my junior year is when I really, like, took the business to the next level. Oh, wow. And then at that point as well, you were juggling school. How did that, how does, I mean, how did that work? School? and business so when i started my sophomore year it was pretty rigorous because i was in an engineering program called project lead the way 
I still mm-hmm. managed to get A's and B's. And then during my junior year, I had straight A's every single quarter. So that was, it was a pretty easy year. Like the workload was a lot, but being able to balance both wasn't too difficult for me. And I truly believe it was because I learned time management. So I knew like I had school from 7 to 2.45. I would try to get homework done while I was at school so I don't have to worry about it when I get home. Then when I got home, I would usually work at Chick-fil-A for six hours. And then I would usually sew only on Sundays because I didn't have work on Sundays. Everyone knows Chick-fil-A's closed on Sundays. And mm-hmm. I just had time to dedicate that to sewing. So just being able to have a balanced lifestyle is really what helped me to be able to manage everything. Oh, wow. So not only did you have a business going, you're also working at Chick-fil-A during the week? Wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So what is it? You, you say you published two books already. Yes. What is the title of your first book? The first book that I published when I was 16 is titled How to Be a Young Boss. How to Be a What? A Young Boss. Ah, okay. First lady. What about the second one? And the second title is Heart Over Hustle. Heart Over Hustle. So are you still hustling in your first year in college right now? Well, technically the opposite. That's why it's titled Heart Over Hustle, because on mm-hmm. the front cover, I put when you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Uh, we live in a generation that's so focused on hustle culture that you always have to be doing something and overworking yourself when God mm-hmm. never designed us to be like that. You know, even God rested on the seventh day. So I don't really believe in hustling. I believe in doing what God calls you to do, because that's the way you're going to impact more people. For example, some people will become a doctor just for the money, when in reality, God's going to be an artist. They're going to make more money being an artist and following their calling by impacting more people than just following where the money is, because then they're going to live a life that's so unfulfilled and they're going to be unsatisfied. So when I got to college, um, that's kind of why I had to change my major. I still do plan to be a doctor, but this time I'm getting my doctorate in something else, not biology. I'm not going to become a I'm not going down the biology route anymore because I realized that's not really what I love to do. So in college, I'm still I'm still working, you know, I'm still running the business. Nothing changed. In fact, more products came out of me just going to college. I started making college sets, which did a pretty good number because a lot of people like to prep their school. Yeah, yeah. But you just mentioned something that uh, some people follow a career path because of money when it's that's really not what they're called to do, right? But, you know, yeah. sometimes your parents parents have impact. The parents maybe want you to be a doctor, to be a nurse, to be an engineer, but that's not what you're called to do. How is, that, how is a young person supposed to balance that, especially in the diaspora uh, community? You know how that goes, right? Yeah, of course, of course. My mom's actually a doctor, and my dad's actually a nurse and a professor, so I definitely understand me switching my um, desire to not want to become that form of a doctor anymore. It definitely made an impact, and it's kind of, like, scary because, you know, like, my dad wasn't really 100% with it. Until he hears that I'm still going to be a doctor, of course. So Mm -hmm. having your parents' approval is something every child wants because, you know, every child wants to, you know, impress their parents, just be a, a child that their parents are glad to have. So Mm. I would really just suggest children to just 
remember who they think, who they're really doing it for. Like, if that's what mm. God calls you to do, you just have to make sure that that's what He said. Then He's gonna take care of you in the long run, despite what anybody else may think. Well, how do you convince your parents? I mean, you're going through it right now. You change. This is just your first year. How do you convince your parents that this is not the path I really want to go? I want to go this a different path. That's hard. It is hard, but I do think actions speak louder than words. Because even my mom, she didn't even see me doing that biology route. Mm -hmm. Like she knew deep down inside, like I always had a desire for health care and like business. So she she already seen that inside of me. So I would say to children to just con consistently show that they love what they're doing. Parents mm -hmm. like to see their children happy. So their actions are convincing them to change their to be okay with their change of major more than their words ever will. And then after you're consistently showing that this is what you love to do, then your parents are going to understand. You can have that conversation with them. Even if they don't understand at the beginning, you can always pray mm -hmm. and then have that conversation again so that they may understand in the future. Mm. So that's good. But then you are just a freshman. You think you're going to change your Because that's always the case. Like, oh, maybe she's going to change her mind when she gets to uh sophomore in college or junior are you pretty set you think you know exactly what you want to do i think i have the right ideas i think i'm on the right track that's why it's important like if you are unsure don't put yourself mm -hmm. don't set yourself back just start taking general classes that's what i've been doing taking the classes that you know that you're going to need regardless because mm -hmm. what's the point of just just taking a major classes during your freshman and sophomore year and then changing your mind. So honestly, freshmen and sophomore are usually undeclared until in their major until their junior year. So they can, I would suggest for students that aren't really sure to just take their general requirements. And then as they get older, they're going to have an experience with what they want to do. For example, if you want to be a nurse, but at the same time, you want to be a business owner. These are the, it's the perfect time to, you know, shadow some nurses or take uh find an internship for business you know that mm -hmm. way you're getting experience to see what you really want to do and never setting yourself behind so honestly i would just say take general classes you don't have to even convince your parents at that time you can be like hey this is what i'm interested in i'm taking an internship i'm taking classes i'm shadowing people to find out if this is what i really want to do so by the time i'm in a junior year of college i want you to know that i'm so sure that i didn't make the wrong decision that's that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. So I mean, that's good. I, you just said it earlier. You just finished your freshman year in college. So we discussed earlier that while you were in high school, you were doing business, writing books, and taking your SAT. So going to college, did you have a lot of choices? Did you go on a full ride? How did that happen? So during, I already knew what college that I wanted to go to. So I was one of the students that was impacted by COVID-19. So my junior year, um, about March 13th, that's the day, that's the last day I've ever stepped foot in a school building without, you know, things <laughs> to online. Mm -hmm. So that junior, that end of junior year, all of us were applying to college, you know, but we were still online school, like it was a virtual school. So it mm -hmm. wasn't difficult when it was, you know, coming to the college application process. 
especially because I knew the school I wanted to go to since my junior year. So I applied to um, about 17 schools just for just to apply. And then I always mm-hmm. knew the school that I wanted to go to. And to confirm that, I said, you know, Lord, if this is the school you want me to go to, let that to be the school that gives me the most money. And the University of Pittsburgh actually gave me the most money. So, yeah, I am attending school for free. The college process wasn't as hard as I thought it would be, especially because I was online. But I would suggest for all students to take in those factors, like money is such an important factor. You know, you want to help your parents out. Also, the people at that school, is it an HBCU? Is it a PWI? Will you feel comfortable? Is your major Mm -hmm. offered at school? Do you see yourself at that school for four years? So I would say to really take in all those factors into consideration so that the college application process won't be as hard for you because you already have an idea of what you truly want. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So you you focusing, uh, you're taking general studies right now, and you're thinking you're probably going to go into healthcare. What about business? Are you thinking you're going to do business as well as you're doing this, expanding your business line? Yes, definitely. I'm thinking about, I'm not sure which business field. I'm considering finance, but I definitely want to consistently expand my business as well because I know it's possible to balance both. So, yeah, I'm truly excited about that. That's good. That's good. I'm going to take a break and come back, Chelsea, so that we can talk about how young people can be like you. Thank you. Hey there, this is KG. Are you looking for opportunity to build wealth using real estate? Are you looking for opportunity to build generational wealth? This is KG. I'm a realtor with CFX Realty. I help people buy and sell real estate, build generational wealth. Listen, if you're looking to buy, sell, or move, contact me and I will take care of you. Don't forget to contact me. You can email me kg at metrohomesrealty.com. That's K E J I at metrohomesrealty.com. Let's connect so that you can start building wealth for your family and the next generation. Tracker is a comprehensive sleep tracker solution from sleep aids that you use before bed to calm you down. Sleep tracking that tracks your sleep, records your snore, and detects relevant sleep risks, including sleep apnea. Through smart alarms that wake you up naturally, sleep reports that give you more insight on your sleep quality and issues, and sleep courses and articles that help you improve your sleep health. All these are neatly packed into one app to help people have a great sleep. So scan the QR code with your cell phone, download, and discover more about the sleep app on Mental Tracker with millions of users.
All right, welcome back, welcome back. I'm talking to a young author that is already a published author, two books. Your book is on Amazon, right, Chelsea? Yes, ma'am. Both books are on Amazon. Okay, and a business mogul on our way to being a business tycoon and also a freshman in college. All right, so Chelsea, we talk about how to balance all these things. One of the things that you said earlier is you learn time management. How did you learn time management? And what is the advice you give a junior in high school that is looking at doing what you're doing, how they will do time management? So first and foremost, yes, my book is on Amazon, How to Be a Young Boss and Heart Over Hustle on Amazon. As for time management, especially for juniors in high school, but this advice can go to any age group. I Mm -hmm. love to write. Clearly, you know, I, I wrote those books, but I would suggest planning out your schedule. Like, I would usually plan out my entire month, but then that can be a bit overwhelming at times. So I started just planning out my day, simply my day. Mm-hmm. Write down everything that you plan to accomplish in that month. Ask God, is this according to your will? Like, sometimes the stuff that we want isn't what God wants for us. So I would write mm-hmm. down, like, this is the month of May. I would write down my May goals. And then I would write down what I can do today to get closer to that goal. So that's pretty much how I would manage my time. Like, I would manage the amount of hours of sleep I get. I would set alarms for me to get back on track if I find myself falling short. I will set alarms for me to eat something, to, to exercise, to go to the gym, to study. When you begin to set out time, your body will naturally, eventually, after three weeks, they say it takes three weeks to build a habit, your body's naturally going to just mm-hmm. do that do exactly what you want so that way you're never wasting time so time management is so important and I believe it's a skill that if you could teach yourself you can really get ahead in life and for juniors in high school you can start off by you know school is from 7 a.m. to like 2 p.m. for example you might have after school activities till 4 30 when you get back you can take a quick nap for an hour then you can eat then you can study when you consistently just make a schedule for your life and follow that schedule and set alarms if you ever find yourself getting off track you can get so far ahead. And I'd also say try not to do more than six things a day because when you overwhelm your schedule, you end up not accomplishing anything at all. But when you break it down into smaller parts, you're able to get further ahead. And just make 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 sure there's a day for you to just relax. Like even God rested on the seventh day. So make a day for you to just do nothing. So that way you're living a balanced lifestyle. Wow, Chelsea, this is not just for young people, even old people. What you know, we always say your generation, you guys are always on social media, Instagram, Facebook. So how do you balance that? Because I don't see that in your schedule. How do you do that? Oh no, I definitely I'm definitely on Instagram. I'm definitely on those websites. Mm-hmm. But I would there came a time where I would just consistently deactivate those accounts because I realized I was getting too distracted. Because, you know, also you deactivate schedule, them? Okay. Hold on, hold on, Chelsea. Did you say you deactivate them? Yes, I would deactivate them. I would take a break, um, disable the account. Like, for example, this year I disabled my Instagram account from January 8th till February 8th because I needed a break, you know. Mm-hmm. I also have reading my Bible on my schedule every day. So mm-hmm. making time for God, there's a lot of stuff that he wants to tell us. And yes. when we have these distractions around us, we're not able to hear it. For example, if I'm talking to you like we are on this podcast and there's just loud music playing, it's not like I can't hear you, but I can't hear you as clearly. And it's going to make you mm-hmm. want to stop talking to me. 
and we never want God to feel quenched. We want to be able to hear from him consistently. So when it comes to social media, I do make time out for that. You know, like I said, mm-hmm. those free that we have, we can use it towards our social media, but make sure we're not, as long as it's not getting in the way of our bigger goals, as long as it's not a distraction, then we're good. Mm-hmm. But once it becomes a distraction, that's when we know we need to take a break and take a step back. Oh, that's good. You know, that's a good advice, not just for young people, even for older people to take a break. And I really like the fact that you say you deactivate your account. Some people don't think they can live without being on social media. You know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we just talked about you about uh, high school students that are planning to follow your path. So that's good. Uh what about for parents? You know, sometimes parents cannot be supportive. They are stressing. You need to focus on school. What advice would you tell a parent that their children, daughter, son is looking at business and in school? Well, how can they support them? I would tell a parent to always encourage their child and to put them in, like, for example, my mother, when I was younger, she would always put me in different things like cheerleading or dancing or um, summer camp. Just Mm. find, put them in places where they can explore to find themselves because once they're able to explore and they know deep down what they want to do, you don't have to be concerned. But if you know they're just choosing a major, just choose a major. Mm. And that's when you have to be concerned because you have to be like, are you sure this is what you really want? But when you're doing your job as a parent, you know, putting them in different things, allowing them to broaden their horizon to to look mm-hmm. at deep stuff, you know, not just focus on one thing, then you have a better, like, understanding, like, hey, this is probably what they really want to do, and I can support them every step of the way. But I really want to suggest parents to try to enroll their kids in different activities, different things, just so that they can really find out what they want to do, like, Hey, like let them get a glimpse of healthcare. Let them shadow a mm-hmm. healthcare professional, or let them take a business class. Like just mm-hmm. being able to do that, and also parents to just encourage their children. You know, sometimes parents, you know, yell and it gets overwhelming. But just being able mm-hmm. to encourage their children, tell them about the jobs and whatnot, mm-hmm. it goes a long way. Like it goes mm-hmm. a long way. Cause I know I remember stuff my mom told me when I was younger, and I still remember mm-hmm. those things to this day. So, yeah, just having parents to have those conversations to encourage them, you know, to tell them about the financial background of different fields of jobs. All that yeah. really, really helps. And just being supportive. That's, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's very good. That's very good. On the business front, so uh, I know you mentioned that your mom is a doctor and your dad is a nurse. So they were not actually business oriented. How did you pick up business? So, actually, my mom, she opened her own business when she was 21. She opened her own store. So, I want to say it's in my blood, but I don't know. (laughs) But my mom, (laughs) she is Mm -hmm. more focused on healthcare, but she's also opened up other business. For example, she has a business called Avail for Health. It's a nonprofit organization where she helps those with medical needs. And being able to shadow her, it definitely did help. So, there is a business background. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, I've always had that desire for healthcare as well, and I do think I picked it up from them as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. but overall, just being able to start my own business in my area kind of motivated me to want to go deeper and to learn more and eventually put out books and new products. All right, that's good, Chelsea. Thank you. 
Thank you so much. Everybody, Chelsea, 18-year-old, just finished her first year in college. Business woman. I'm not even going to call you woman, right? Business lady. <laughs> because you're still 18. <laughs> right? <laughs> Author of two books. And above all, a serious child of God. Thank you, Chelsea, for coming to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. All right. Thank you for taking your time out of your day today to listen to this episode of 360 Diaspora Experience Podcast. It is our prayer and commitment to support you as you strive to build legacy for your family. If you would like to contact me, KG, please email me at kg at metrohomesrealty.com. And don't forget to check out my website, metrohomesrealty.com. It's been my pleasure to share with you until next time. Have a wonderful day. Mm-hmm.